And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shall make it. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the season finale of season two of Supernatural. It is All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2. Jamie, what did you think? I was correct. It is in fact a part two to the part one we had last week. I don't know how you figured it out. I know. I'm connecting the dots. Connecting the dots, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the deal. That seems like the major plot point of this episode. Oh, so we're just going to jump straight into it? We're jumping straight into it, but I want to, like, go slightly to the left. Okay. We're going to acknowledge the deal here, because otherwise what I'm about to say doesn't make sense. Okay, so Dean's made a demon deal. We're all on the same page. Yeah. We'll get back to that. What's your your point? Yeah. Bobby immediately knows Dean's something stupid. Yeah, oh, I love Bobby so much. So much. And I feel like this episode really encapsulates why I love Bobby so much. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just... Mm, mm. What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love that Bobby will call him out on it. But he manages to do it in a way that is like, I love you so much. Why are you so stupid? <laughs> I want to hear your takes on... I have a lot to say. Okay. About this episode, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've had a lot to say in a lot of the last few episodes. So I really want to hear your take, especially because it's the finale. I'm going to try and hold my tongue. Can't guarantee it's going to work. But you go nuts and I'll chime in, I think is the way I want to approach this episode. Okay. He, he immediately knows and he's like, dude, that's fucking stupid. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Though, to be fair, like, they're not wrong, like... Dean got a better deal than John did. He did. Um, I the lo- issue is John was immediately dead, so Bobby couldn't call him out on that fucking shit. Yeah, literally. I love that when um, Dean shows up Wait. on the doorstep with Sam and Bobby, like, literally is glaring at him. Like, if looks could kill, Dean would be dead. The very first episode of the season yeah. starts with the demon deal. Yeah. The very last episode of the season ends with the demon. Like... Yeah. Book ending. Book ending. Yeah. Again, the whole, like, Supernatural has no new ideas, so they're just reusing <laughs> the same ones over and over again. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk about Dean's deal itself, I assume, separately. Small potatoes later, mm. okay? Yeah. Um, I I know I said I was going to bite my tongue. It lasted a minute. <laughs> I love that Bobby gives Dean a chance to explain to him what's going on away from Sam. Like, obviously, he's like, you've done something so stupid. Mm. But I'm not going to call you out on it in front of Sam. I'm going to make a believable excuse as to why I want you to come outside with me right now. And then I'm going to ask you what the fuck you did. Like, it's a very small gesture. Mm. I think it says he a lot. Also resp- like, he knows that Dean's made a stupid decision. Yeah. But also, he respects Dean enough. To call him out on the stupid decision away in from private. Sam, who Dean clearly doesn't want to know that Dean has made a stupid decision. Yeah, Sam clearly doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And I appreciate that Bobby puts the effort into being like, okay, let's figure out what's happening before we involve Sam in what's happened. Because I, I just think, I don't think John would have done that. I think John would have laid into him right there across the kitchen table. With Sam just kind of there, like, what? <laughs> no, it was all for naught in the end, because Sam finds out that he was meant to be dead. Yeah. Uh, later on, when we see Jake appear again. Again, how the 
fuck did you forget this? He literally opened the gate to hell. I know. I'm, I don't know. It's just, it fell out of my brain. I have so much supernatural information. Some of it's going to slip through the cracks. Admittedly, this shouldn't have. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I haven't got a good excuse. I'm sorry. <laughs> fake supernatural fan. I can't believe you would call me a fake fan. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the discussion. One of the, the, the fake gamer girl memes. Oh my god. Um, I want to talk about the discussion that Dean and Bobby have in the junkyard where Bobby finds out about the deal. He finds out that uh, that Dean only got one year. And the reason I want to talk about this conversation in particular is because we get a lot of interesting dialogue that, first of all, sort of effectively sums up a lot of the things that we've learned about Dean as a character over the last two seasons and also very effectively sets up the next season Mm -hmm. and where his mental scape is at. Did you have anything that you wanted to bring up about this scene or that stuck out to you? Otherwise, I have a list. Ellen! I mean, that's kind of after the point that I was making, but yes, Ellen does show up at the end. So Ellen's not dead? Ellen's not dead and Dean gives her a wonderful hug and it reminded me that Ellen and Bobby are truly the parents that he and Sam deserved. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, not the parent that they got. <laughs> did you have anything about the, the discussion though? Or um, I did I did actually have a point. Okay, okay. Okay, good. Which I... is Bobby standing there going, You're so fucking stupid. Like why would you do this? Like, goddamn boy, what the fuck were you thinking? It's like think about it for a second, Bobby. Who raised this child? <laughs> what did he do literally 20 odd episodes ago? Yeah. Think about it. Like it, yeah. It's self-explanatory. We know why Dean did this. It's because he wants to be like John, and this is what John fucking did. And he's also got such a big goddamn guilty conscience complex sort of thing going on like mm-hmm. in his own brain about how he shouldn't even be alive because, A, he should have been dead in faith, and then, B, he should have been dead in in my time of dying. And both times somebody else died on his behalf. Yeah. And both of those times were not his choice. He didn't ask to be saved over somebody else. He didn't ask to have their life force trained for him. He didn't plead with them to please goddamn save him. Like, yeah, in faith, he actually actively tried to avoid being healed. Yeah. So, like, think, like, Bobby, come on. You, you know why. Yeah. Don't, don't ask. You know. I think, like, Bobby is so emotional, and I really... Kudos to Jim Beaver's portrayal here because I think you you can really see in Bobby not just the, like, fact that he's so upset. Like, you can feel his, like, you can see that he's angry, but he doesn't feel angry. You, you can feel that he's lashing out out of a sense of, like, I'm so upset that you... I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, but, like, scaled up to, like, 12, you know? Um, And I I think he he is so upset because we talk about, like, Dean and and Sam and, you know, Dean being, like, Sam's parent, pseudo-parent. Bobby is Dean's pseudo-dad and Sam's to an extent, but not so much, I don't think. Um, Bobby didn't have as big a void to fill. Like, yeah. Dean had no parental figures. Not on any effective Whereas ones. Sam had Dean. Yeah. So, like, the, the, the parental figure gap is inherently smaller in Sam because he had Dean. Yeah. And I think 
Um, and actually, one other thing is that Dean had, like, he could sort of emulate Bobby as a father figure, and then Sam emulated Dean, who emulated Bobby. So I feel like that's kind of, like, part of where mm. Dean can be so different to John in yeah. parenting style, particularly, is because of the influence that Bobby had. Mm. Um, but Bobby absolutely views these two as his children. And this becomes more apparent in later episodes and seasons, but absolutely. Like, he's looking at his... To him, he's looking at Dean, his son, yeah. and going, I can't believe you have this low of an opinion of yourself. Yeah. Because Dean obviously says to him in this scene, well, I should be dead anyway. At least this way my life can mean something. And Bobby's like, and it didn't before? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, about? Dean, honey, I thought we already discussed this back in... um. Things that are and things that shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the exact title, but you know the... What epic, should and what should what, never what be. What should and what should never be. Um, literally, it is established that without Dean as a hunter, a whole bunch of fucking people die. Yeah. Like, we, we've established this in canon that Dean knows that his life is not a zero sum. Like, yeah. we have established that he knows that he has saved hundreds of... Of people. Yeah. And I think, like, not even... Even excluding that. Like, I think that what this scene really shows is, like, Dean, people would care if you were dead. Like, Bobby would care a lot if Dean was dead. Sam would care a lot if Dean was dead. And it's like, he just doesn't see it himself. He's kind of like, well, I need everyone else to be alive because unless I have my family, I have nothing. And he doesn't really see it in the inverse Mm. like and actually we get it at the end of the episode as well when he's talking to sam and it's like he literally never considered that sam would want to look out for him because and quite genuinely like dean says like in the scene he's like you know looking out for you is my job and sam goes and what like you think that i wouldn't do the same for you and dean literally says what like it's just never occurred to him that it's a two-way street you know I think that that sort of discussion where Bobby yeah, says to him, like, are you that screwed in the head that you think that we wouldn't care? Like, you think that your life is worthless? Like, how how is how do you think that? And I think that really, I mean, it says a lot about John, doesn't it? Moving on, because that was really serious. Yeah, sorry. And that's not the vibe I'm going for this <laughs> Sorry. Um, let's just talk a little bit about... Again, we mentioned it last episode, but, like, it gets confirmed in this episode, so I think it's relevant to bring it up again. Yep. Jake has officially won the Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> After, like, three days. Yeah. When Ava was winning the games for five months. I know. I've Ava, Ava was robbed. Ava was robbed. And can you imagine how cool it would have been if, like... It got down to her and Sam being the final two and Sam still thinks that she's, like, innocent in all yeah. of this and it's only when his back is turned that she kills him. God, that would have been so good. The emotional payoff of somebody yeah. that he trusted. Yes. And the reveal then of actually Ava has been pretty active in terms of killing people yeah. in the last five months. Yeah. And it, it would have been so good. It would have had such an emotional payoff compared yeah. to, like, this character that we, we met for one episode. Like, and, like, also, if we'd done that, like, Ava, like, said, like, 
she had learned to enjoy what she was doing. She yeah. had embraced it. She was like happy to be, she wanted to win. He, the demon would not have had to keep like threatening people mm. and like threatening stuff to get her to do what he wanted. She would have just willingly done it. Yeah. I think it would have been he would have way been out, He would have gone, if you do this for me, you will gain even more power. Your fiance's already dead. What have you got to lose? Exactly. And she would have been like, she would have been like, fucking lootly. Done deal. Yeah. Like, and I honestly think, like, obviously, nothing against any of the other actors, but I think that the actress who plays Ava mm. did an outstanding job, personally. Yeah. Like, the way that she was just, like, flipping between emotions. Like, she's fully yeah. sobbing, like, like... And then she just, like, casually wipes the tears from her eyes yeah. and she's fine. Like, like, you know, we said last episode, like, very Meg of her. Yeah. But, like, that's a compliment because Meg is a great character. Like, you know, you've said yeah. you're Meg Stan for life. Yeah. You know, I think it would have been great to have Ava play that role and really, like, accept it. Yeah. You know, and it would have been a really, really great um, sort of dichotomy, too, between Sam being a psychic child who actively, like, was like, no, I will not stoop that low. I will and not also, do that. And just the parallels of they started with the, the same. same powers. Yeah, exactly. Like, he and Ava were the most comparable of all of the psychic Children. children. They had almost the identical powers. Yeah, and it would have almost ended up being like an evil twin kind of, but not yeah. really dynamic because they both have like they both have the demon's blood. Obviously, they have mm. that shared yeah. sort of you know past, and then they had the same intro skills, mm. and then for them to sort of evolve and be genuinely nice, normal people. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously Sam's a hunter, so it's a bit yeah different, different. but like you know, it it wasn't like. Like Weber or or Max, who no. had that sort of, they were abusive more poised to yeah to childhood be, and upbringing and that yeah like Ava seems like very well and also situated the inherent power of being able to predict people's death mm-hmm. inherently as a gift yeah does not have the same risks associated with it as someone like Andy because mm. Andy with a skill like that. That is very easy to sort of lose your sense of morality, blur the yeah, lines. Yeah, and abuse. And abuse it. It's very easy to do that. Whereas, like, inherently, seeing that people are going to die and then having the time to be able to stop it mm-hmm. is a gift that theoretically should save lives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the sort of gift. It's not like like telekinesis where it's, like, inherently, like, Neutral. Neutral. Like, yeah. You can but choose it could to be use it. Easily exploitable for evil as Max does. Not that I really would classify it as like true evil. But yeah. Like it is very easy for him to use that skill for violence. It's very easy to use super strength for violence. It's very easy to use instant death touch for violence. <laughs> yeah. There's like, almost no good way to use that. Like I think what is really interesting though is that we learn now in this episode, because Ava mentions in the previous episode that she's been like, you know, she's embraced the powers and like this, you know, the steep learning curve we mentioned last uh, episode as well. But in this episode, Jake suddenly is able to control people's minds as well. Like Andy, which he couldn't last episode. And so, and he reiterates as well. He's like, the learning curve is steep, you know? And so it sort of implies that even though, they started off with, like, their sort of, like, entry-level ability. ability. Well, they were naturally predisposed to. to one. Like, maybe they would be, like, most proficient in that one area. Yeah. It kind of opened up to the possibility that, like, they could actually all have the same abilities 
Like, yeah. maybe Sam is... because, And we had Sam um, using telekinesis, yeah. albeit accidentally, in, um, Nightmare. in Nightmare. So, like, potentially, Sam also has super strength. Yeah. And, actually, it's very funny. In Dead in the Water, you ask the question, how buff is Sam, actually? And all I could think about was this. And <laughs> maybe that he does have... Maybe it's a bit like his telekinesis and it comes out with yeah. the Yeah, and so I was like... I, I can't remember what I said in the episode, but I was like, I can't... <laughs> can't give this away but so it was really funny for me because like even back then I was like well there's things you don't know (laughs) about Sam but yeah so like potentially Sam has the ability to have super strength potentially he has the ability to control demons potentially he has the ability to um project thoughts and images and mind control he just hasn't let himself practice yeah um and so that's a really interesting thought as well like potentially they all have the same Abilities, it's just whether or not they've practiced. It's like in yeah. theory, I could be an Olympic gymnast. Yeah. I just haven't applied myself to being an to Olympic gymnast. The sport of yeah. gymnastics, you know, and it's, it's a similar theory. Like the capability is there, the, the general genetic necessities, yeah. you know, are there. And, you know, the demon blood, as we talked yeah. about last episode, you know, it's, it's just an interesting thought because yeah. up until this point we haven't really seen them having multiple except that one instance of sam using telekinesis yeah and so now we know theoretically if he embraced mm-hmm. it he could do he could control demons yeah. which you know could be helpful could be very useful yeah <laughs> like talking about using stuff for good or bad like and again the dichotomy if they'd had yeah. ava be the the quote-unquote tribute i guess yeah. you know it would have been a fantastic parallel to have the good even like male and female yeah. like having the you know but also, I just, I, I do think they really wasted their opportunity by having it be Jake and Ava. Just because the audience already knows Ava. Yeah, and not that he's not a good character. No, and I think Aldous Hodge does a really good oh, job with his acting fantastic. of Jake. But, like, I don't know him. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and also, like, you have this introduction of Ava where she's so sweet and, like, lovely and then to see her, like, be able over a period of five months to be twisted into this person who is yeah. so separate from who we knew. So we go from this person who's willing to make themselves look like they're fucking crazy. To save someone else's life. To save life. someone else's life. Drive across the country. And driving across the country to save somebody else's life. To go from that to someone who murder. is willingly controlling demons to murder other people. Like, in a span of five months, which yeah. is, like, arguably, like, a long time, but also not that long. No. Like, you know, in, in the scope of her lifespan, mm. a blip. Yeah. So, for me, it's just, like, I feel like they really wasted that opportunity to have it be Ava, because then it makes sense that if he doesn't still doesn't know... That Ava is evil and like yeah. he just thinks Ava's sort of stumbling through and is getting lucky. Yeah. Then to have the twist of they're the last two left and Ava summons a demon yeah. to murder him. This might be getting too much into last episode, but what would have been interesting is when Ava pretends that she's found Andy's body and she screams yeah. and Sam runs into the building. Yeah. And she has that like dialogue with him that like sort of mm-hmm. reveals that she's the one who's controlling yeah. this thing. They could have had the exact same scene, but have her give that information to Jake, have yeah. Jake killed, and then have her like run outside and find Sam outside and, oh, no, and I come just found back that. to the dead yeah. bodies. Like, and then the audience would have known that 
but Sam wouldn't. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that could have been a fun way to play it as well. And then the emotional payoff also of it being Ava in the graveyard, which let's talk about the graveyard for a minute. I'm about to do. Let's talk about literally everything. In we this seem to be very serious at the moment, so I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask a question that I think is gonna derail us in a fun direction. Okay. Okay. You have a guy, right? He makes a gun. Yeah. This gun can kill everything. Yeah. Instead of just killing the thing that is locked up, he makes the gun that can kill anything the key to the lock to the gate of hell. <laughs> and he puts it inside of a giant pentagram. Okay. Here's the thing. There are so many flaws. In- <laughs> like, I have so many questions about this. Okay. The giant iron pentagram that's connected by, like, it's the railroad that connects the churches or whatever. Yeah. I think that's actually quite clever. I think yes, it's unique. very good. I think it's interesting. I think the fact that it's... I heard that and I'm like, this is really great. This yeah. is... You know, and it's not the kind of thing that you would... It's not the kind of dots you'd connect no. unless you were looking for it and, like, unless it was specific. You might notice it, like, huh, that's funny if you're looking at a map of railroads. Yeah. But you wouldn't think anything of it. But also, who's looking at a map of railroads in South Wyoming? Um... I don't know, but that one dude in Night Shifter, Ron, yeah. <laughs> he would have connected the dots. Yeah. R.I.P. Ron. Um, Ron deserved better. Ron did deserve better. But, so, I think that's very clever. The fact that railroads are made of iron, yeah. perfect. Connecting churches as the corners of the pentagram, inspired. The fact that in the centre is a gate to hell, like, that you're locking in, I think it's great. Conceptually, that's a weird way to pronounce it, conceptually... Fantastic. Yeah. What confuses me is not the fact that the cult was the key. That actually doesn't bother me too much. What confuses me is that demons can't get in because it's the pentagram and it's yeah. like, the, like the devil's trap is what they call it. Yeah. And it's the iron short. As soon as the gate of hell is opened, a demon just fucking breaks the, the iron, iron and it's fine. And I don't understand how that happens. But also, what is the difference between a demon coming from the outside and a demon coming from the inside? Nothing, because if a demon is in a devil's trap, I figured that's the whole get out. I figured that was the whole reason that demons weren't going in because, like, the whole point of a devil's trap, as far as I know, is demons can get in, but, but they, they cannot get, get out. out. But they, I think, the thing is with the iron is that they struggle to cross it as well. Yeah. Because do you remember at the start yeah. of the episode, or sort of the start of the episode. Um, the yellow-eyed demon is saying to Jake, you know, like, you need to do this for me. And Sam makes the excellent point uh, when they're talking about it at Bobby's, where it's like, you know, it's a giant iron devil's trap. And Bobby makes the point, actually, no way a full-blood demon gets across. Yeah. And Sam is then like, obviously, because Sam has this information, which, by the way, he has shared with no one. Ah, uh, John Winchester would be proud. Oh, my goodness. He doesn't told anyone about the demon blood. He doesn't told anyone. He's also not told anyone about Mary. None of it. He he hasn't told anyone. So he's going to keep it right here and then one day he'll die. <laughs> Literally. So anyway, he, well, he, he tried to die. That, well, he didn't try to die, but he did die. That didn't stick. Um, anyway, so we kind of get the reveal that this is why the demon was, like, making these half-demon, I guess, children in the first place. But what gets me is, why do they have to be half-demon? Surely he could just, just blackmail a normal, a normal human into opening the gate. Like, yeah, I... See, the only thing that I can think with that 
is that maybe it's like because they have the ability to man- like because they we see Ava controlling yeah. the demon and like I said I don't think they ever really do that again in the show but I guess if that is an ability that the psychic children possess I can understand how that would be helpful in terms of controlling a demonic army. They hit, like I understand the need for like a soldier because I'm assuming he's planning on possessing the soldier at some point. Like he's he's trying to pick the best soldier that's going to do the best things. Yeah. When he eventually takes their form or whatever, the it's kind of like a Palpatine Darth Vader esque mm. situation. Obviously, he wants one of them to lead his, but that does not mean that he needs them specifically to open the gate to hell. Yeah, anyone could have done that. Yeah. Anyone. I just, I don't know. It, it, It's a bit weird. I mean, I guess it's easy. Like, he already had to, like, manipulate his, like, whatever, whatever child ended up winning his weird little Hunger Games boot camp. So I guess it's just easier to, like, two birds, one stone it and just be like, well, I'll just use the same traumatized person instead of getting another person and freshly traumatizing but, like, them. But, like, why, why wait? Do it. Yeah, that's a good point. And, but, like, I guess... Even, other, if, even if it needed to be, like, a half... Why did he have to, like, use his leader to do this yeah. mission? Which, by the way, his leader's now dead. So is he. So is he. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a minute because I have some thoughts. <laughs> I was kind of assuming he probably won't state it because mm. it just doesn't seem like... Like, the. Like, do you really think it's over? Like, I know that I mean, I'm I assuming the next season's probably going to be, like, them trying to track down all the demons that got released from the Hellgate. Yeah, which, by the but way, like, 100 to 200 demons. Seems very high considering what we saw escape. I was going to say it seems very low stakes. Like, 100 demons in, like, in the scope of how big the US is. Yeah. 100 demons. There's, like, two per state. Yeah, but also if you're looking at, like... <laughs> If you're looking at the visuals of, like, the demons escaping and that, like, there yeah. seems like an initial rush yeah. of, like, I would say, like, maybe 30 to 40 demons, yeah. right? And then after it, it's like they stop coming They just kind of, like, meander. Yeah. They're just hanging out. So, like... I don't know. I just... I honestly... The biggest question that I have about that scene is, first of all, Dean doesn't shoot him in the head. And that he doesn't even have the excuse of it looks like John anymore, like... Yeah, literally. He doesn't shoot him in the head, which... I assume it's supposed to be that he shot him in the heart. So it is still a kill shot. But it's just not the same kill shot that we've seen be used every other time the gun's been fired, except for when Sam shot Je- Don- except for when Sam shot John in the leg. Right? Yeah. Um, so that didn't kill him, despite the fact it should have killed him. Exactly. Which is why my thing, I was like, well, why didn't he shoot him in the head? Because we already know that if he gets shot in, like, a random limb, it's not going to kill him. And there's, this is the last bullet, too. The gun is now useless, except yeah. apparently for being a key to the gate of hell. Which is... I just find it very <laughs> weird that you're like, ah, yes, I'm going to make this one unique, one-of-a-kind gun Yeah. that can kill everything, but it's also going to be the key to the gate of hell. Like, why are you even having a key for the gate of hell? I don't know. I, I guess it Why makes is more it sense like to just... you have to use like his blood or some shit like that to unlock it? Like the demon. I was talking about the demon and when Dean kills him. Yeah. Now Wow, we're really jumping around like nobody's business today. Um but I've got a couple of questions about this scene. Yeah. So when Dean first turns the gun on the yellow eyed demon, he literally just like flicks his hand and it flies into his hand. Yeah. And then there's a whole thing and John uses the power of hugs. 
John hugged that demon longer than he's ever hugged either of his children combined. And it just somehow removed him from the vessel. I don't understand the logistics of this at all. But also, he then the demon then gets back into the vessel. Yeah. And Dean points the gun at him. And instead and of he doing just the same that. fucking thing he did the first time and flicking the gun out yeah. of him, which we've already proven that he, he just stands there and like looks like, oh no, I'm going to die. And it's like, dude, no, you're not. Because they're hesitating again. Like... I don't, I, it makes zero fucking sense. <laughs> it's so annoying. Because, like, obviously it's this huge climactic moment where the, Dean's, like, finally killing the yellow-eyed demon. This has been the goal from the start, you know? Of, obviously, other than just, like, fighting John and all this shit. Like, and I'm glad that it was Dean who got to kill him. Yeah. I think that's fitting. But it was just like, bro, we already know that that's not good enough. You've just proved it to us, like, literally three minutes ago. And I, I'm so confused by the hug. I was more confused by this hug than I was by the Draco Voldemort hug. And that wasn't scripted. This, I assume, was. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so Yellow Eyes is dead. John doesn't yeah. speak. No, he just sort of smiles and then I think he goes back to hell, maybe. Yeah, do you know what? It's really interesting because we were talking about the imagery of ghosts. It's unclear. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like the soft, pale light ascending to heaven that some ghosts get, but it's also not like the burning no. and being dragged to hell that other ghosts get. It was so this like, weird, like, neutral zone where he, like, had the, like, whitish glow, but then, like, flickered like we sometimes see ghosts do and then kind of turned into smoke. So it's, like, kind of like a mix between. Is John Winchester a demon now? No. Because demons turn into smoke. They do. Not white smoke, but... <laughs> Generally not, no. Um, it's a very weird interaction where John literally climbs out of hell, hugs a demon... And then dissipates. Smiles sadly at his sons. Sam does a really funny smile cry where he keeps flicking between looking really sad and smiling. And he does it like, did you notice? No. Jared does, he does it like three or four times where he goes from like a comically like droopy sad to like a comically like, like I don't know how to describe it, but like almost squinty like mouth closed smile to like comically sad. It's, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and then John dissipates to, we don't know where. And even they actually say in the dialogue in the episode, Sam asks, where do you think Dad is now? And Dean goes, I don't know. Also further confirmation that John was in fact in hell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we knew. We, we, yeah, we already knew, but this is just like, yep. Yeah. There is no way in hell all of those demons were lying. Like, John was definitely in hell. That, Like, it was heavily implied, but it was also stuff that you could be like, oh, no, maybe. Yeah, not 100% sure. Maybe they were lying. Like, um, I do want to ask you a question mm. do we think john knows dean made a deal because the reason i ask is because across the board we kind of seem to get like demons and spirits and stuff having like an understanding of what's going on like because demons often will use like against people so you reckon like the demons are gossiping about it yeah do you, Genuinely, do you I reckon, reckon that crossroads demon is fucking king shit now like <laughs> i reckon if i Which- was her First is thing that, I do is go to think... John Winchester and tell him that I just made a deal for his son's soul. Immediately. That is my gloat. <laughs> okay, that really confused me because they sort of like, they seem to be trying to pass it off as like it's the same Crossroads demon that Dean killed. 
Oh, no. So... Like, that's what it seemed like to me. Like, they were trying to be, like... And... Because Dean was, like, very specific about, like, oh, yeah, you did this. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it is... I thought there were multiple of Crossroads demons. There are. It's sort of, like, per Crossroad is has its own demon okay. kind of thing. Um, or, like, like they have... It's, it's kind of like zoning. Like, schools. So, like, if you're within this particular, like, area, like, you're in charge of these crossroads. I assume not that many people are making deals that it's, like, going to be a problem if you've only got one demon per, like, 100-kilometer radius. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it, it is a little confusing, but no. So I don't think it's the same demon. But it, the dialogue in that scene... The dialogue is misleading. Like, I think it, you could interpret it either way. Yeah. It's not specific enough to... Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a different demon. I would be surprised if it was supposed to be the same. Yeah. Because if it was the same, I assume they would have tried to get the same actress. Yeah. And it was not the same actress. No. And also, I assume it was a different crossroads. Yeah. You know? But no, so do we think that John knows? Because John's looking at Dean like maybe he's proud of him for the first time in his life. And... I feel like if he knows that he made a deal to save Sam's life, I just there's like extra layers to that. I just don't think he's got full control of his ghost form yet, and he accidentally made that expression. Oh, yeah. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Ava was fucking robbed. Like, I'm just going to harp on. This is my one. You know how some episodes I have, like, one point that I'm just like. That you continue to go on about? Yes. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Yeah. She deserved better. Yeah. Like so many characters on Supernatural, especially female characters, Ava deserved better. To be fair, so did Andy. So while we're talking about the Crossroads Demon, I feel yeah. like it's appropriate that we talk about the deal itself and not necessarily like the implications, because I feel like we'll probably get into that in our uh, season recap, looking at towards season three. Mm. Um, but just the idea of the deal itself. So obviously Dean... Goes to make the deal and he initially says the deal is that you bring Sam back and I get 10 years, which is the deal that everyone is, else gets. Yeah. But... Oh, honey, you're not everyone yeah, else. Yeah, he's not just anyone. And so because he is so desperate as well, I think it makes him easier to exploit. And he's just like bet- betting against himself. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, he holds none of the cards. Mm-hmm. Like... The thing is that if he doesn't take the deal, then he gets nothing. So... Here's the thing, though. Mm. It's a shitty deal, objectively. Oh, yeah. It's still a better deal than what John made to save Dean. Yeah, and, like, three people in the episode point that out. I think the demon themselves points it out, the crossroad demon. Yeah. Dean says it to Bobby, and the yellow-eyed demon says it to Dean as well. Like, and I think it's, like, a, a very weird that everyone keeps pointing it out. But, yeah, it, so he only gets one year. Uh, which is a terrible deal. And I wanted to bring up the fact that... So either the next 15 seasons are just like every single moment of Dean Winchester's life or he gets out of the deal somehow. Or like the deal comes to fruition and then he manages to escape the consequences. Which, all that's an important point to make as well. The demon put a clause in there that if he tries to get out of it, Sam will just die. And But also... If he tries to get out of it. Yeah. Says nothing about if somebody else tries to get him out of it. Because I was just going to say the other point is where Sam is not telling anyone about the demon blood thing or the Mary thing, Dean is not telling Sam about the extra clause in the deal because Sam Mm. is hell bent on getting Dean out of it and Dean's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. 
I wanted to talk about, though, the... But no, the, the demon does specifically say if you try to welch yeah. or go back on or somehow weasel your way out of the steel... Then Sam dies. Sam dies immediately. Doesn't say jack shit about somebody <laughs> else trying to welch or weasel or get him out of the deal. Loophole. <laughs> um, this is actually not the point I wanted to make, but that is interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. I wanted to talk about Dean's apparent 180 on the concept of what's dead should stay dead. Yeah. Mm. And I remember pointing out to you in a couple of episodes throughout, well, the first two seasons, that Dean has very strong opinions on this. But as soon as he is put in the position of, well, Sam's dead, he immediately is like, I can't, I can't possibly consider that as an option. Crossroads demon lady. (laughs) Yeah, literally. And so I just, I don't know if you wanted to actually talk to that point, but I just thought it was worth pointing out that it's sort of another case of like, it's not okay when anyone else does it, but if it's me, it's fine. Like (laughs) uh, Winchester syndrome. Ah, yes. Good old Winchester syndrome. Mm -hmm. What a choice they has made. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the demon complaining about red tape. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Is this going to be your PSA? Like, red tape exists for a reason, safety precautions, etc, etc. <laughs> no. Because I also disagree with a whole bunch of the red tape. Oh, okay. Obviously, in some situations, <laughs> red tape is, like, necessary, but in other situations, it's like, oh, not necessary. Mm. Anyway, sorry. The demon complaining about the red tape. Yes. Oh, is that, that, that's it. That's the end of your thought? Yeah. That's... Okay. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said last episode, I enjoy that we're getting a little bit more of the yellow eyed demon's actual personality. I think it's fun. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Okay? You ready for this? You have told me that you know the yellow eyed demon's name. Yeah. Which implies to me that the yellow eyed demon comes back. Because otherwise, why the fuck would they bother learning its name? I mean, yes and no. Like, there, there are definitely reasons. You're right. Like, it does seem to imply that. But also, there is reasons that they could come find out the name after the fact. Like, we talk about having, like, flashback. We had a flashback in last episode where we saw what happened when um, uh, uh, Mary died. Not a flashback, a live instant oh, replay. Sorry, a live instant replay. Like, we we do get to find out things that have happened in previous, like, times also, in our lives. So. I don't think we discussed this last episode, but that live action replay yeah. doesn't have to be accurate. True, the demon created it. The demon created it. The demon's in full control of it. He could be showing Sam the truth, or he could not be. Mm. Could all be a lie. Yeah. And actually, speaking on demons lying and uh, not getting the full truth or 100% reality, uh, the point that the L.I. demon makes to Dean at the end of this episode, how certain are you that what you brought back is 100% pure Sam? Do you have thoughts on that? So I don't have thoughts on that specifically. Like, I think that pretty well, like, it is what it says on the tin. There is a chance that they're going to do something... Along the lines of Sam not being Sam. Yeah. But also, I don't think him killing Jake is a sign of uh, him not being Sam. Because also, like, Jake did kill him. Like, I, yeah, I, I feel that's like, fair. There's, like there's a justifiable reason for Sam to kill Jake. Like, I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, Sam is evil now, sort of like. I do think he looks indicator. a little crazed when he's doing it, though. Yeah. Like, he looks a little bit. But that could just be an acting choice. Yeah. Yeah. What I will say about that is I'm pretty sure in the later seasons, and I might be completely wrong, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's a bit where, like, 
Castiel saves Dean and is like grips him right and saves him from hell or whatever. Doesn't he also save Sam at one point and just like casually forget his soul? You're not wrong. You're not right. That's definitely like the fandom like version. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> so like there's there's more there's more nuance and layers to that. Like but I you're feel not like, wrong. I feel like even if it's not accurate now, like it that's, will be that's, accurate later on. That's the like heavily like diluted, like yeah. most basic explanation of that sequence of events. But yes. Connected the dots. <laughs> I mean, related to this, you haven't connected shit. That's not for seasons. <laughs> but you understand the point I'm saying. Like, even yeah. if it's not accurate now, it may, in fact, become accurate later on. Yeah, yeah. Of, like, not everything that comes back is necessarily the same as it was when it left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because yeah. also, Sam was dead for, like, 48 hours. Yeah, two, I would assume. Two, three days. Like, Dean didn't go... Oh no, Sam is dead. I'm going to a crossroads. Like, he grappled with it for a bit. He made some jacking choices. <laughs> and then he went to the crossroads and summoned a crossroads demon. Like, so I'm assuming at least 24 hours I would between assume... Sam dying and. So, like, what happened in those 24 hours to Sam? Because presumably. He started to decompose. Yeah. I, yeah, so 24 to 48 hours would be my guess as well. Um, Bobby's bringing him food at the start of the episode, so you assume that, you know, they've been there for a little while, and it's daytime now, whereas it was night when Sam was stabbed. While we are sort of around the topic... The The same thing with, like, Ava. Like, she was there for five months. Like, yeah, did she eat in that five months? (laughs) Maybe she sent the demons on a Macca's run. (laughs) That's so funny. Can you imagine, like, that creepy demon girl from the last episode showing up, but she's holding a Happy Meal? Like... Ava gives her the toy as, like, a thank you. Um, Talking about Sam being a corpse. Yeah. Weird that Bobby suggests burying Sam. Because that is not... A hunter funeral. No. No, it's not. And I don't know if it's just because we haven't established yet in the show what a hunter funeral looks like. But also they did burn John, so... Oh, yeah, you're right. They did burn John. Never mind. Um, so they haven't like explicitly yeah. said like this is what we do, but also it makes a lot of sense because like it means that like if they've already salted and burned the body, it They're not prevents back them as... from coming back. And like a hunter, like the kind of lifestyle you lead is like perfectly set up for like a vengeful spirit, and you yeah. don't want an ex hunter being a vengeful spirit. So yeah, it it seemed weird that he offered to he suggested burying him off the bat and then it was Dean who was like oh what burn his corpse Mm. kind of thing like it's sort of like Bobby come on you know better than that we've established you're you're way more knowledgeable than literally anyone else in this universe Mm. you know it's like that moment when you realize you made your character too like overpowered (laughs) (laughs) they're trying to like retcon some of Bobby's knowledge Yeah. yeah and then He and Bobby have, you know, this discussion and Bobby's sort of trying to convince him to come back and to, like, eat. And Bobby's gone into, like, full parental mode, trying to, like, look after Dean in the aftermath of of Sam's death, which Mm. is understandable. Dean is not coping. No. And we get this moment where Bobby, I think, is trying to appeal to his sort of nature of duty and sort of say, like, come on, like, the world's going to end. Like, we have to we have to do something about this. And Dean just says, then let it end. And 
I don't know. I find that scene quite heartbreaking. I think, like, we've talked a lot before about how Dean literally has lost everything. And now he's not only lost, like, everything, he's also lost his child. <laughs> like, you know, it's... They really don't let him catch a break. No. They lean into the whole he is Sam's father thing, though, don't they? Yeah. In the monologue. Yeah. When Bobby leaves. Yeah. Oh, also, quickly before we move on to that, he does shove Bobby, and Bobby looks so upset, but I, like, get it. Uh, and then I appreciate that they had him apologize to Bobby, being like, I'm sorry, I, it's not you, I just need to be alone right now. Like, I appreciate that they had that little, like, he didn't just shove Bobby and that was the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that there was an, an apology to Bobby. It just really demonstrates that Dean is not John, because John mm-hmm. would never have apologized. Yes. While we're on it, Dean's monologue Sad. at the start of the episode... And I wanted to bring this up because we talked about it in uh, Something Wicked about how old Dean was and how much he was, like, burdened with the responsibility of Sam. We've talked about it a lot. Um, But this is, like, specifically from the horse's mouth and it's not something that we're, like... It's not something that we're looking at. You don't have to work to, like, unfurl the layers of implication. Like, it's it's literally just there. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's straight from Dean. And this is a moment of vulnerability. He's not performing for anyone because Sam is dead and there is no one else there. Mm. So he's talking about how Sam couldn't have been more than five, which, bear in mind, that makes Dean, like, nine, Mm -hmm. right? So about the same age as we estimated they would have been in something wicked with the Strigger, right? And he's talking about how Sam is starting to ask questions like, why don't we have a mum? Why do we have to move around all the time? Where'd dad go? And then he clarifies, you know, when dad was just gone for days at a time. Yeah. Um, you know. That's child abuse. That's neglect. <laughs> um, you know, and Dean says, like, I just wanted you to be a kid just for a little longer. And it's like, fuck, man, you were a kid. You weren't even 10. You weren't even double digits. Like, you know, and he's talking about, I was just trying to protect hadn't you. Hadn't even got you your pen safe. license at primary hadn't school even, yet. Hadn't even fucking been to primary school, potentially. He's talking about, you know, it was always my responsibility. I had one job and I screwed it up. I guess that's what I do. I let down the people I love. And fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, when Bobby asked him later in the episode, like, do you really have that low of an opinion of yourself? Are you that screwed in the head? And as the audience, you're like, yeah, Bobby, like, I don't think you actually realise the extent to which Dean was damaged by John's very loose terminology to use the word parenting. But not just that, like, John's expectations of Dean from a young age to act as Sam's parental figure because he was too busy hunting monsters. Yeah, and also Dean even says at the start of the monologue, he's like, Dad didn't have to tell me any of this. I just understood that it was my job. Which is like, how, like, what would John have been able to put across non-verbally that, like, Sam was Dean's responsibility? Mm. Bearing in mind, Sam was a literal infant and Dean was a toddler. Like, at what point did John stop changing Sam's nappies? Mm. At what point did, did John potty train Sam? I'd love to know. Do you think he was doing that in the motel while he was hunting a fucking Rougarou or some shit? Like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> um, it's a monster. Um, I was assuming so. Plus, okay, a werewolf then, you know. Oh. Like, you know, no, he wasn't. Like, that would have fallen to Dean. And which is an insane concept because, again, Dean would have been, like, six 
you know. Okay, moving on. This is way too much character analysis. Sorry. I've hit my quota for the day. I'm sorry. I want to talk about the um the gun and the the, the effect cult? they use when the gun shoots the demon and just how fucking stupid it is. <laughs> I hate it so much. Okay, I didn't notice the sound, but I hated no, the no, scene. The, yeah, that's. What, I'm not just talking about the sound. The sound mm-hmm. is bad, mm-hmm. but the sound design pales in comparison to the visuals they used for that gunshot. I this, are you talking about the slow mo and the, the like, slow mo and like the bullet with like the pentagram or whatever the yeah, fuck is on there? And, yeah, like the I here's the thing. I don't mind so what much. What a way to cut the pacing of the like scene entirely. I don't mind the slow mo. I don't mind the slow mo. And hear me out. My reasoning is that it draws attention to the impact of the scene because if he just shot the gun and it like shot the demon in real time it would have been like over in half a second and i feel like that kind of uh, it's not the right payoff considering we've built up to this for two seasons now my issue with the scene is something entirely different it's actually what's happening elsewhere in the graveyard when the door starts like the lock starts spinning like a fucking mad thing and they're like oh no it's opening and you know Whatever. And I think Ellen says it's a damn gate to hell or something like that. Yeah. And then they're like, take cover. Bear in mind, doors currently still closed. Lock mechanism spinning. Doors still currently closed. They all run away from the doors. Why hide behind out? Hide behind the graves. Right? Oh, I think they have pulled it out. But hide behind the graves. No, he doesn't pull it out until the doors open. Oh. And they've already, like, Sam's already well, killed Jake double, at this that's point. That's even more stupid than what I thought. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, so you the doors are still closed. You have run away from the doors. The doors spring open. A bunch of demons come out. And then Ellen's like, come on, we've got to close the door. I'm like, surely it would have been easier to just keep them closed to start with, then let them open, and then have to force them close. Like, what was the point of running away if 30 seconds later you were just going to go back? It's a plot thing. Oh, it annoys me. If they don't have a chunk of demons escaping hell, they have no big bad (laughs) for the next season. Like, they've just killed off one big bad, which I do not think the big bad is dead. I, I can't speak to it. I do not think that the gun that kills anything has killed him. I think he's going to be too powerful to be killed by the gun that kills anything. Okay. Because up to this point, the gun has not been used on anything anywhere near that powerful. Mm. Hell, the gun didn't even fucking kill John. (laughs) Arguably the weakest character in this entire show. (laughs) I'm talking about mental strength here. Yeah. Man was a punk-ass bitch. But no, this, like this man folds like a fucking card table. So I do not think that it will have killed him. Like it just, even with the ridiculous slow motion, like <laughs> bullet spinning thing. Yeah. It did, does not seem like they gave enough emphasis to him finally fucking dying. Okay, but Jamie, did you not notice the smoke coming out of the bullet hole? Did that not confirm it for you? No. Wait, you didn't see it or it didn't confirm it for you? Didn't confirm it for me. I don't know. I was going to say, the fucking smoke. So funny to me. There's like full minutes later, it's still smoking. I'm like, I don't think that's necessary. (laughs) Okay, so I'm interested. We talked a lot last episode about your theory surrounding the demon and the psychic children and like how it all sort of panned out. 
having seen this episode, does that change your theory at all? Or are you still sticking with the same? Not significantly. Okay. There, there was nothing really, like, as much as, like, last episode was, like, a gold mine for all of, like, the, like, he forces him to drink demon blood. Yeah. That for, yeah. All that bullshit like that. <laughs> this episode gave us nothing new. Yeah. This one was much more, like, the immediate plot that's yeah. happening right now, whereas the last episode felt more, like, um, not expositiony, but kind of expositiony, and also in, like, a, like, a setting up. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like it's groundwork. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that gets me, though, is, like, from what I can tell, this is, the d- yellow-eyed demon mm-hmm. is some sort of leader of hell. He is a leader of hell in some sort of capacity, because otherwise why the fuck would he be organising an apocalypse for hell? He pulls like, some weight somehow. He pulls some weight somehow. I do not think he is the only high-level demon involved in this apocalypse, mm. in this plan. Yeah. That hell is trying to orchestrate. Yeah, it feels like it feels like one bug in a spider web. Yeah, like he, it feels like it's much bigger than we're privy to. Yeah, it just like and the whole like generations comment last episode also your theory about cements that. Yeah, and we don't know if previous generations the same thing has happened. Which the gun is the key. Yeah. Yeah. You posited in Dead Man's Blood. That the demons probably knew where the cult was the entire time. Yeah. And that they didn't steal it because they knew it wasn't getting used and it was sort of like... Yeah. If they had previous generations of special children, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they have stolen the cult sooner to open the gate to hell? The only real explanation for that would debunk your theory of Mary being a previous generation because the only real explanation is that Sam's is the first generation to mature to the point where the demon is like, yeah, let's collect, like let's like reap what we've sowed, I guess. Yeah. Like that's really the only immediate answer I can think surely, of. Because yeah, like, if that's a good every point. other generation of the special children, surely the hunting community would have some sort of idea. I guess it's also kind of like a, you know how scientists will often do experiments on, like, Drosophila flies because they've got, like, a three-day, yeah. like, lifespan or whatever? Like, I, I guess this is very much a let's fuck around and find out kind of science experiment but make it demonic. Like, I don't think there was a way he could have predicted what giving these babies demon blood would have done. Like, I feel like he had a hypothesis. So maybe there have been, like, various attempts at the same experiment and this is the first one where he's like, okay, I think I figured it out. Yeah. And it's the first one where it's, like, come to fruition in a way where he's like, okay, yes, this the is actually... The demon blood didn't just kill them before they were... Yeah, like, I found, they, it, I found the ratio, be... or I found the right time period, or yeah. I found the right, like... It could have been, like, the reason that he feeds the baby's blood on the six-month birthday mm-hmm. is because any sooner than that, it immediately kills the babies. Yeah, or later than that, And any later than that, it or... doesn't take effect, or... Like, why couldn't he have fed demon blood to an adult? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the... Like, do they have to grow into it? Like, you yeah. know, is it... Yeah. So that... Potentially, this is just the first round of experimentation that's, like, worked out. Yeah. But that's even then, really... you'd assume if there was multiple rounds of experimentation in the past... When they were looking into it, they would have found some sort of evidence of the previous experimentations. Mm. Because they, at least within the hunter community, surely they would be like, oh, oh yeah, every 25 years or whatever there's... I guess, but also in saying that, none of the hunting community that we've interacted with in the show knew anything about it. 
it was only because Sam and Dean knew and only because John turned to hunting because of Mary's death. Every other like psychic child we've come across hasn't ended up a hunter because their parents didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess like unless you're looking for the pattern, like unless you know that there is a pattern to look for. Yeah, but also Mary recognized the demon. Yeah. Which means that somebody else knew about the yellow-eyed demon. Mm. Mm-hmm. And are you going to try and tell me that Mary was the one exception to the rule? No, I'm not going to tell you that at all. I, like, I think it's hard to discuss because I know. Yeah. But, like, I'm trying to have an... Uh, I'm trying to have an actual discussion with you about your theory without giving you information about what actually happens. So, like... Like, your question, okay, so in this instance, right, why would the demon not have gone across before? I'm, like, working within your theory. Yeah. I'm not working within, like, the reality of the actual show. Like, within your theory, how could it work? Well. And I also want to make it clear, though, that I'm not saying that Mary was one of the special children. Mm. I'm just saying, like, that would have been a cool way for the plot thread to go. Yeah. Like, regardless of whether or not you're correct. Yeah. Very cool concept. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to work like within, within the context of your theory, I'm trying to like have it as a discussion because I don't want to sway you (laughs) one way or another. Does that make sense? Yeah. But also (laughs) like, it's very annoying. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not trying to be annoying. Um, I just don't want to spoil things for you. Maybe certain demons can only possess certain like genetic types or something. And so like... The reason these children were chosen is because they're the only ones who could even possibly, like, come close to being able to be, like, it's like... Like, contain them? Specific demons require, like, normal demons require, like, a chink in the armour. Mm-hmm. Maybe other demons require, like, specific lineages or something to build it into my, like, generations of special children thing. <laughs> okay, anyone who knows... Anyone who's watched the show knows why I'm laughing. I can't tell you. And I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm... You know that meme that's like... And it's like all like the the pin board with all the like red lines and like... Jamie, I'm so sorry. Anyone who has watched the show knows why I'm laughing at that. You'll find out why I'm laughing at that. Again, within, within Kripke era. And then if we're looking at it from that angle, it's like maybe they weren't born with psychic powers and maybe that's why they're giving them the demon's blood because then the demon's blood gives them psychic powers so the vessels are stronger when they inevitably try to possess them. I'm I'm not going to give you any more either way. I just... I've connected the dots. I just think this is so fucking funny. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we're recording this purely... Not even for a, so other people can hear Europe. Like, I want to know this. I think this is going to be so funny. When we get to the end of Kripke era, we'll come back to this discussion. And you're going to hate me <laughs> so much. <laughs> it might end our friendship. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not that bad. But this is just really funny. I'm just trying to think, like, because I'm, I'm assuming what I'm missing is why they've chosen these specific children. Like, I'm I'm sort of get because I haven't really got any sort of... that. That's what you feel like you're missing yeah, from your theory. From my theory. Yeah. Like, everything else, I feel like I've been non-specific enough that it could be accurate. Like, 
Like, there are multiple different ways to interpret the theory. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out why they're... Because that's the one thing they really haven't told us yet. Yeah. They've told us, like, there's generations... We we now know why the parents burned to death on the ceiling. It's because the parents walk in on the demon Demon. giving them blood. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a transfusion. Inoculation. And, like... Science, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) He's out here inoculating kids. He's performing experiments. I'm also assuming there is going to be a big reveal with the um, demon and the demon's name is going to be something that will click a lot of things into place as well, I think. I genuinely don't remember. Like, you could be right about that. I don't remember. I don't. I thought that he had a name by the end of season two. Like, yeah. I... Well, I'm going to assume the reason that we haven't been given a name for him yet is because it's when we relevant. are given the name, it'll be a name where we go, oh, I have heard of that name. Mm. And it will give us more information that we can then use like outside of supernatural knowledge to cast light on inside of supernatural knowledge like i'm assuming that's sort of like what like his identity is important in the scheme scheme. yeah in the grand scheme of things like you know like yeah he'll be revealed to be a fucking archangel or some shit like that (laughs) where we're like ah yes the bible like you know like yeah or like i I know it's not going to be Crowley because I know Crowley is a character who was played by Mark Trevitt and yes. I, I know that he's a crossroads demon within the context of Supernatural. I, I know those things. I've seen those things floating around Tumblr. Yeah. But, like, it will be, like, a de- demonic name that we recognise. Like okay. fucking Lucifer or some like, shit. Like um, Beelzebub. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, it, it will be, like, a a significant demon that we recognise. It won't be, like, Meg. Like, <laughs> Meg, is, Meg is not... His name's like Stuart. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm going to assume it's going to be a name that has Wait. connotations behind sure. it. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. All right. Okay, it's the end of the episode. We're pretty well done for the day, I think, because we're hitting our time limit for me to have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to do a PSA. But what do you think my PSA is this week, Bethany? Uh, go to therapy. No. But <laughs> it does directly attach to that, and that's if, you are a literal child and your parent expects you to take care of your sibling who is also a literal child, that is neglect and child abuse and seek help. So go to therapy. So I was right. No. Oh. I was more thinking child protective services. Oh, yeah. Call CPS. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Speak to a trusted adult. Yeah. That is straight up neglect. Like if you're I, – I'm not just talking about like you have to walk your brother to school or whatever. Like no, no. I'm saying like – if your parent is leaving you and your sibling who's younger than you alone. Or older than you, but or older still than a child. You, but still, a, like, and I'm not talking about, like, 16, 17, 18. I'm talking about, like. Under 10. Or maybe, like, under 15. Under, like, 14, 15. Mm. That is child abuse and neglect. And maybe if you're a parent and you leave your two I was young say, I don't children, think we're going to have many listeners who are under the age of 15. I think our major demographic is, like, 23 to 30. <laughs> And you are leaving your two children alone and expecting one to care for the other. That is child abuse and neglect. Maybe reflect rethink on your... your life choices. Yeah. Yeah. Reflect on your life choices. Like, let's leave it with that. All right. So your PSA is... Um... That's child abuse. That's child abuse. Okay, so I think that just about does it for today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, so, Jamie, how would you rate... This season finale, season two of Supernatural, All Hell Breaks Loose, part two out of five. 
I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence between giving it a 3 out of 5 and a 3.5 out of 5. Ooh. I don't know if the presence of John is enough for me to dock it another half a point. In the episode's defence, he is still dead and he doesn't speak. Okay, 3.5 out of 5. <laughs> because, uh, Perfect. I'll add it to the spreadsheet. <laughs> if they brought John back, then it would be an automatic one star. <laughs> What's dead should stay dead. Oh, if only, if only they listened to that. Although then Sam would still be dead, so... So would Dean. Oh yeah, the show would be over by this point, eh? Yeah. That's your goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I feel like we've spoken enough about your theories in this episode as they currently stand. We will have another intermission episode between seasons three, uh, sorry, two and three mm. uh, that will go into your predictions for next season. Mm. But just very briefly, the first episode of season three is titled The Magnificent Seven. Do you have any thoughts, feelings, immediate like gut instincts about that title? Okay, this is going to sound insane. I'm ready. I love when you say that it's going to sound insane because it's always the most fun. They didn't just hold one Hunger Games. <laughs> there were seven. The Magnificent Seven are the seven winners of the seven different Hunger Games. <laughs> They're what? Going to put them all in yeah. one major? I reckon... Maybe there's like seven different leaders of hell or some shit and they all held oh. their own Hunger Games and now they're all coming together, all the winners of the seven Hunger like Games. Like the Night Circus? Like it's like a competition between like these random instead of magicians, it's like leaders of hell and they've like all raised their tribute. Yeah. Weird. I love it. <laughs> Otherwise, I think there is like a, an old Western movie called The Magnificent Seven. So maybe there's a Western aspect. There you go. All right, so that's your your prediction. Well, I'm going to assume the title is a reference to the movie, the movie, The Magnificent Seven. But I'm just really hoping that it is. There were seven different <laughs> Hunger Games, and like the winners of each one are gonna like are pitted against each yeah. other. Yeah, I love that. Um, so that brings us to the end of our episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed. If you are at all interested in interacting with us outside of our incessant rambling for an hour or so every week, you can always come and interact with us on our socials. Jamie is always over on Twitter at DriverPicksPod. I reckon it would be fantastic if you sent her headcanons about what would have happened differently if Ava had been the sole survivor of the demon boot camp rather than Jake. I feel like that would be fun. Indulge me in my, like, you know, secret good supernatural that lives in my head. In the secret good supernatural that lives in Jamie's head, how are Ava and Meg best friends? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Wouldn't they be though? What a ship though. Ooh, Mava. <laughs> I love that. Talk about rare pairs. That's yeah. Great. We just created something right there. A veg. A veg. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hit Jamie up. I'm sure she would love to chat to you about Ava and honestly, like any of the robbed female characters of the series, she'd yep. be more than willing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you want to interact with Bethany, you can find her on Tumblr at Driver Picks the Podcast. And I reckon, like, we talked a little bit about Dean's like complete 180 from like <laughs> things that are dead should stay dead to oh, actually, it's fine if I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> what What are your favorite examples of this happening in the season? Winchester the, Winchester hypocrisy syndrome. What's the fastest example can you think of? Like. Is there an episode where at the start of the episode they're like, no, this should happen, and then at the end they're like, absolutely not, that should not happen. <laughs> like, send her your favourite examples. Oh, I love that. I love talking about Winchester hypocrisy syndrome. Uh, 
it's it's made some really interesting meta. So yeah, hit me up. That sounds great. <laughs> anyway, hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully you are keen to come back next week for our intermission episode between season two and three, where we'll get Jamie to recap some of the stuff that happened in this season, some of the things she is worried about or hoping for of next season. And, uh, and yeah, then we'll kick off season three the week after that. Did you ever think we'd be here, Jamie? Absolutely not. <laughs> Bye. Bye.